Well, it's been great, Lucas. Like we talk about it more than once. Like it's been a a great ride for me since I since I'm here. Like I've been whether it's the Lightning or the organization here, Jim Vance, Howard, everybody's been supportive. The fans. I think they like the way our team's playing, what we bring, the, the blue-collar identity that we we bring. And uh, so, for me, the only things I don't like, it's we don't have a Calder Cup. And I remember my first year when we, we lost in the final, I thought we were so close, so close. And I thought we back then we deserved better fate. But it is what it is, and, and now you realize that the prospects are not the same. The Lightnings winning the Stanley Cup, which is the goal, back to back, and now they're they're still in the playoff, which is great. And uh, you realize that it's it's a cycle of players, and uh, everything is different. But our job doesn't change. Like for me, every day when I come here, I understand how important it is to work with the young guys because. We don't have a first-rounder ready to play in the NHL. We don't have this guy ready to play in the NHL. Maybe they're two, three years away. But one thing we have to make sure it's when they go upstairs, they're ready to play. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles. It's great to be with you here once again, as always, as today we wrap up season one of Crunch Chronicles. We hope you've enjoyed season one of the show here this year over the last uh, six, seven, eight months since the start of the show back at the start of the Crunches season back in September and October. So season one is in the books So many great guests and episodes and conversations that we had throughout the course of our 33 plus episodes of the show. You can go back and listen to each and every one of them whenever you'd like, wherever you're listening to this here today. And uh, if you know someone who hasn't yet started listening to Crunch Chronicles, we would certainly appreciate you sharing this show with them and getting them on board for now. They can go back and listen to the episodes and then get ready for season two, which comes your way starting in September. As the Crunch's season is now over, Crunch Chronicles will take a summer break. We'll be off for the next couple of months and then return with another great crop of guests starting in September. I just said it. we had 30 plus episodes here in season one. And we barely just scratched the surface of all of the Crunch alumni who we're going to try to catch up with at some point here on Crunch Chronicles. We had great guests and we barely just started diving in to the other opportunities and the other people we could uh, we could certainly talk to over the course of this uh, this program here. So get ready for season two. That's coming your way in September. We thank you for listening to season one of Crunch Chronicles over the last several months here on our final episode of the season. We're going to go a little off the beaten path here in this final episode. As you know, Crunch Chronicles has been primarily focused on Crunch alumni, people who have been in Syracuse in the past or no longer here and we get caught up with them about their their experience their time here etc etc here on the final episode of this season we would like to uh, hear from Syracuse Crunch head coach Ben Grew who just finished his sixth season as the head coach of the Crunch he is now the all-time winningest head coach in franchise history we caught up with him on exit day for the Crunch at the end of their season after uh, losing out in the playoffs just a couple of
of weeks ago. We caught up with him. So this is a different conversation. It's it's not quite a, his reflection period yet on his time with the Crunch. We hope that happens at some point if and when Ben Grew moves out of the NHL. But for now, this is just a reflection on the 2021-2022 season for the Crunch, a very successful year for the team. And we catch up with Syracuse Crunch head coach Ben Grew on the exit day meetings on the final episode of season one of Crunch Chronicles. Well, you know, last night's still fresh, right? And uh, it's probably uh, one of the toughest loss I've coached. Um, like, that series was very even, very physical, emotional. Winning that game in Laval, playing the way we, we did, I thought people thought we we were we didn't have much chance there, but uh, we ended up winning that game. We're coming here, we're loose, we're playing the right way. I think we're the best team on the ice for the first 30 minutes, and when they scored their first goal, uh, the momentum changed. And uh, scoring, taking that goal with 30 seconds, it's a tough one, but at the same time, it's hockey. But like you said, I think when you look at our season, we uh, I thought the first part of the season, uh, a lot of not, not consistent enough in our play, missing many guys. Many guys try to find their, their spot, many guys not playing in their chair, but they battled through adversity. And uh, uh, when we got the pieces in place, I think we, we showed that we were a good team and uh, our record after um, mid-February is there to prove it. And the way, like Laval's a good team, obviously, and the way we played in the playoffs showed that we, we're still a good team. And uh, I don't think the losing in the first round defined the, the, the team we really are. And, uh, but I agree with you, like, when you, when you look at the season, when you look at the team, when you look at the individual, uh, when you look at Dumo, best year, best uh, career year, Udon, 30 goals. When you look at the young players, some guys didn't play regularly early on and they were like on a regular shift and uh, important piece of our team. And uh, so, yes, I think it was a good season. But it's still a tough loss to swallow uh, today. The, the growth of this team from start to finish, though, was clearly apparent. You know, and you talked about not only in the individual basis, but the team as a whole grew from day one to to the final day of the of the year yesterday. What are you most proud of with, with how the team was able to grow and, and come together and, and see all of the the strides made individually for sure, and then as a team as well? Well, I for me, there's two part of that. I'm really happy the way. The coaching staff and the, the support staff handle the first uh, part of the season. A lot of uh, practices, a lot of teaching, a lot of uh, stuff to put in place. And players were like very responding the right way, like try to build something here very good. And uh, the second part, it's when we were stopped by COVID. And then we look at our schedule and we sat down with the players and telling them that everything we, we've learned, everything we, we have put in place, whether it's structure or habits or identity, we're going to have to put it 
on the ice every day because we're not going to practice much. So I think the players were very mature uh, about it, about the way they approach the second half of the season, uh, not practicing much. And we all know that when you're, the team's not on the ice regularly, the structure's going not out the window, but it's it's not as tight as we we'd like to be. But I think we we stayed the course. I think obviously being in a race to make the playoff help help us to probably stay very focused. But I give a lot of credit to the players for that second part because they didn't have a lot of practices. They they had a lot of tough stretches that we end up being very successful. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Credit those guys, and it starts with the leadership. And I know we've talked about it throughout the course of the year, but your captain, Gabriel Dumont, Daniel Walcott, we just had PC Labrie here. I mean, the list goes on. How valuable those those guys were to the team this year going through some of those hurdles and, and keeping this group focused from start to finish? Well, Dumi, I think it's, it's one of the best uh, captain job I've seen here. Uh, I think he was in uh, every battle. He was in try to do things right every day and carry our message every day. I think it's it's uh, it's it. He's done a great job at it. And when you talk about PC Labrie, like he, he had a, a his role's not easy. And uh, I sat down with him two three times in the playoff, telling him that. He might be scratched, he might be playing, he might know at the last moment, and he's a real leader. He's a real leader, like he told me, I'm ready whenever you need me. And when I talked to our development staff, and PC was on the ice with the kids almost every day, and when, when Barb Underhill is telling me that every time he's there, the group is even more focused because he's uh, he's an example for everybody. He's buying it, he's buying in. So I, I think that's the kind of leadership we we've had. Freddie Cleason, I can't say enough about Freddie. I think when he came down for good, having his family away, his wife got a baby, was away from his family. Uh, what he's done for us was pretty much uh, it, it's phenomenal. And Richie, when he got here. Got a baby as well, BB. So they, they went through uh, different like experiences in, in their life and on the ice, but I think they end a little like pros and they were a big, big part of uh, our success. And uh, Max Legacy, like the way he rebounded from, from his uh, many injuries uh, struggles and then he became our best player uh, for so long and then going through that injury in the playoff and I, I remember uh, when Chavi told me I said he wants to go and uh, he did everything's possible to, to play I thought I thought he played well last night so no I, it was a good team a good team to coach a fun group to be around I think we uh, chemistry with the players among the players and with players and coaches was apparent to me and uh, it's just too bad what we weren't able to advance last night.
Talk about Max Legacy and, and the year he had, and he's talked about this has been his most challenging year, just going through everything he went through, but by the end of it, he was great. And, you know, Hugo Allenfeld's a rookie uh, stepping up in, in game four in the playoffs and, and obviously going through some injury stuff as well. Amir Miftahov played uh, quite a bit for the crunch. Joe Palmer doing a good job of keeping everyone ready to go. Just talk about, you know, the... It's a weird year for goaltending for the Crunch, for sure. But by the end, it, it turned into a very, it turned into a pretty successful group here by the end of the year. Yeah, it, it was a, a weird year, no doubt about it. Probably the the weirdest I ever I ever been part of. Uh, when you lose your number one goalie and then you lose your number two, right away you go with uh, Amir that you don't know much and and the kids coming in and he tried. He, he was good and he, he gave his best. And what I like about Amir is even though. We had tough stretches. He was always ready to go. He was already always focused, believe in himself, battle hard, practice hard. So I think Amir was was great for us in, in the way that he helped us stay alive. And uh, when Max came back and finally get in his groove, uh, I think he he took our team to another level. And uh, what Hugo did. Uh, uh, in Laval was pretty phenomenal and it, it's funny because I talked with Hugo before playoff and I told him I said that scenario might happen that our goalie is going to get it or something's going to happen goalie's out and you got to come in in the worst possible situation and there's no tomorrow we're gonna have you're gonna have to get the job done and he did it so it shows some growth in Hugo as well because I think he's he's a young goalie with a lot of potential, but he's got a lot of growth to do, and I think he's what what he's done there is uh, it's very important for uh, his future. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it was like I think all year our goaltending was a hot topic because we we thought many times we should have have a better outcome, but uh, for the last two three months. Like, no doubt that our goaltending was uh, giving us a chance. Not only giving us a chance, but they won some games for us that we had no business winning. But they won some games for us, and I, I think it, it ended up like the right way. A couple of young prospects on this team, of course, as always. And uh, you, know, you look at Gage Gonsalves, Cole Kepke, and their, their first full seasons in pro hockey. Uh, Cole had an excellent playoff for sure. What, you know, what, it's, uh, what did you see from those guys in their first taste of, uh, of the pro game as they uh, made some strides throughout the year? Well, I really like the, the growth of Cole, no doubt about it. I think he was a, a guy like very shy, staying in his... Uh, not, not not in his bubble, but he, you know he, he was not pushing any doors. He was waiting for things to happen and instead of uh, like forcing things. And I think he he really did that. He started to get more confident with the puck, better player without the puck, a second and third hockey player, using his speed better. And I think he realized that he can't play in this league and he can be a good player in this league and he can't play in the NHL one day. So I think he, it's all about confidence that they have in themselves. And I think Cole is one of the perfect example. Like he's, uh, he was one of our top players in the playoff. The speed help, but also he's, he was a second effort player, compete every shift. So, uh, no credit to him. What did you learn maybe about coaching, about yourself through the challenges of this season? Well, you, you got to take care of every day. 
like I've been in this business for for many years, and I know that you got to plan for long term. But I know that you're gonna have problems every day. Something's gonna happen that you don't you don't expect. And if you take care of the every day, the daily things, uh, you're doing things right. And you gotta believe that in what you do. And you gotta believe that by doing things right every day, things one day will fall into place. And this is this has been our approach with with this team. And I know that. Like many people at one point, like we, we had tough times. I remember a loss here against Cleveland. We, we, it was a bad loss. And, uh, but we, we, never, uh, we never backed down. We took it one day, one day at a time. You win one game, you're not too high. You lose one, you're not too low, even though sometimes it's tough. But I think everybody here took care of every day. And I think that's, that's the biggest lesson we we all can learn like there's always a tomorrow the only time there's no tomorrow it was last night and we 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 told them that like it's it's right now and uh but in the season you always uh you always have a chance to to do things right to do better to get better and i think we we all did that this year I know there's been NHL coaching interest in the past. I guess how yeah. much is that still there? I want to coach in the NHL. We'll see how, how that plays out. There's a lot of opportunity, but there's a lot of good coaches available as well. But right now, it's it's uh, it's not something I have in mind today. How has the Lightning front office and just being in this organization helped you develop as a coach? Big. I think uh, I've. It's been documented before. I think I've. I've uh, I've mentioned that, like the resources they, they've been giving me, the conversation I've had with uh, Julian, Stacy, Darchi, everybody who uh, I, I cross path in this organization. Uh, it's always positive. It's always with a goal. Everybody's process oriented, and it's it's. Uh, what I like about this organization is when there's a problem, you fix the problem. You don't make a big thing out of the problem. You work together and you work at fixing it. And I think it's, it's a quality that comes from the management. And I think it gives everybody, whether the players, the coaches, the, the staff, like the opportunity to come to work every day and work with like being serene, getting about your business the right way, being positive. And I think it's an approach I, I really like about the, the Lightning. I got one more. Just when you came back to Syracuse this year, coming for another year, I guess, what were you looking to take out of this season and, and how do you feel you accomplished that? Well, like, like uh, I told Lucas, um, we're, when we came back, like we don't know what kind of, we know we have the schedule. Are we going to go through that schedule finally? Are we going to have a, a normal season, all that. So it, it, it was for us like going about our business as usual. Uh, the way we work, we're step by step coaches. Like we, I am a big believer that fundamentals of the game have to be implemented. And once they're there and once they understand at one point, they're going to do it every day. And that's been my approach since I'm here, like implement the fundamentals, implement the habits, implement the identity and hit on the nail every day. 
develop the leadership group, create the environment that players know that they come here every day. And it's a new day. It's going to be positive. We can talk. We can, we can do, we can have fun. But once we're on the ice, it's all about business. And we got to get something out of it. When you go on the ice, it's not about going through the motion. And I think it's, it's something that the culture that we have implemented here, it's something that we're very proud of. Don't know what the, the future is for you this upcoming season, of course. We hope that NHL opportunity is uh, certainly knocking for you. But so your sixth season now uh, just wrapped up with the crunch, and, and we talk about it uh, quite frequently. But just being in this city, you know, with these you know, this environment in this building and, uh, you know, living here, working here and, and interacting with the crunch fans at the game and, and you know, away from the rink as well. Well, it's been great, Lucas. Like we talk about it more than once. Like it's been a a great ride for me since I, since I'm here. Like I've been whether it's the Lightning or the organization here, Jim Vance, Howard, everybody's been supportive. The fans, I think, they like the way our team's playing. What we bring, the the blue collar identity that we we bring, and uh, so. For me, the only things I don't like, it's we don't have a Calder Cup. And I remember my first year when we, we lost in the final, I thought we were so close, so close. And I thought we back then we deserved better fate. But it is what it is. And, and now you realize that the prospects are not the same. The Lightnings winning the Stanley Cup, which is the goal, back to back. And now they're, they're still in the playoff, which is great. And uh, you realize that it's it's a cycle of players and uh, everything is different, but our job doesn't change. Like for me, every day when I come here, I understand how important it is to work with the young guys because we don't have a first rounder ready to play in the NHL. We don't have this guy ready to play in the NHL. Maybe they're two, three years away. But one thing we have to make sure it's when they go upstairs, they're ready to play. And Coop can put them on the ice, and he can trust them that they're going to play hockey, and they're not going to be there to survive. Like we want players to go out there and play hockey, and I think it's one thing. When I look back at my six years, like it's, I think the group of coaches I've worked with, they've been phenomenal for me. The the development group has been phenomenal. And I think everyone together, whether it's Mark Powell in, in the gym, everyone together, I think we, we work well together. We put a plan in place and we're, we're pushing every day for the same goal. And I think it's, it's something I'm very proud of. Well, there is Ben Grew, head coach of the Syracuse Crunch, just finishing his sixth season here uh, with the Crunch and another very productive year for him and for Syracuse, the all-time winningest head coach now in franchise history. You heard in the conversation his aspirations to get to the National Hockey League, and we are crossing our fingers that that does happen as soon as this offseason. He is a guy who certainly deserves it. And, uh, you know, the Crunch have been better off that he's been here over the last six years. But he is someone who has earned his opportunity in the NHL. And when it comes, whoever hires him is going to be very fortunate and very, uh, they're going to reap the benefits of having head coach Ben Grew behind whoever's bench it ends up being when he does get his NHL break. Whether it's this summer, next summer, or whenever it might be, someone is in store for a great 
great coach down the line. So that is our end of season interview with head coach Ben Grew. Again, a little different than our typical episode here on Crunch Chronicles, but we thought that would be a good way to wrap up season one of the show. Like I said earlier, this is the final episode of season one. We'll be off here for the next couple of months over the course of the summer. Over the course of that time, you can go back and listen to the previous episode, share this podcast and and the show with whoever you think would enjoy it, whether you have a Crunch fan in your life, whether you have somebody who just likes hearing hockey stories, whatever it might be, certainly share this uh, show with them and get them ready for season two, which will come around in September as we look to gear it up and crank it up to the next level and get some excellent guests in season two of Crunch Chronicles. But that is it. Season one is now officially in the books. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Vivali saying so long for now. We'll be back with another great episode and season two of Crunch Chronicles.